0: Oh, we are going to have to put so
1: many warnings on this episode. Amazing. <laughs> not uh, for the
0: faint of heart, not for your grandparents, not for um anyone under the age, I would say, of 18. 21. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this God. is certainly not a PG-13 episode. No, it is
1: not. <laughs> Witches. Witches, I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires,
0: your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's
1: get spooky. Well, hey buddy. Hey. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? Ah, I was telling you a little bit earlier, but uh you know, some weeks are really good. <laughs> And with the good comes the bad. So I'm just in that uh the, the yin and yang cycle right now.
0: <laughs> if you will. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it, man.
1: Yeah. I'm also going to apologize in advance to you, our lovely editor, and to our, our listeners, but there is a nasty windstorm um yeah. coming off the farmers fields near my house right now. <laughs> and so if you can hear my the wind ripping across my roof, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> so fair enough. Yeah. So just a forewarning that you might hear some strange noises and it is the wind being an absolute asshole. (laughs) It'll probably be fine. Good. Good to hear. Most likely. Most likely. Worst case scenario, if there is a low humming behind me, it is what it is. (laughs) It is not technical issues. It's just... We live in a windy province. Yeah. And it's that time of year.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah. So just thought I'd give you a heads up just in case you thought uh, when you go back to edit this or even if we're during the episode here, you're like, what the fuck is that noise? (laughs) It's potentially my shingles ripping off my roof. Fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. This cat. So cute. She is so fucking needy.
0: So especially with Knox like so with Knox here obviously <laughs> she <laughs> does my not dog get, living here <laughs> she does not get as, as much alone time with me cuz Knox is with you all the time yeah so when i'm in the office is the only time that she really gets alone time with me and she is just like
1: she'll take mother! every second <laughs> yeah. yeah mother has arrived <laughs> <laughs>
0: and if i don't bring her in here with me oh man she lets me know (laughs) Meow. yeah she loses her fucking mind yeah and nox likes to chase her so like she will come and like sit on like the counter in the bathroom because that's up from nox i see and she'll just sit there just
1: (laughs) 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 and you're like hold on let me just go get the fucking cat
0: (laughs) I don't even notice her, but Michael hear her and he will like come and turf her in here. <laughs>
1: take the fucking cat. Yeah, I can't handle this anymore. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, life with animals, right? Mm-hmm. Speak of the devil, and they will appear. Look at this. Ah, sweet Hello. gates. Hello, Gates. <laughs> I had to leave the door cracked because Alex is out right now. Oh, okay. And uh, and so if I close the door, same thing as Serena, she will just whine and mm-hmm. throw her toy. Yeah. So I had to leave the door cracked. Otherwise, she'll just be same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's not as delicate. Yeah. She's not as delicate as <laughs> Serena's. <is. laughs> Why hath thou forsaken me? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it, dude. <laughs> That's exactly. Well, oh, should we, uh should we dive into this episode then?
0: Yeah. What do you, what do you have for us today, mon frère? I know.
1: Oh, please call me that forever. <laughs> so. <laughs> Today's a good episode. I think we're all gonna I think we're all gonna have a lot of fun today. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm here so, for it. <laughs> in many of our other episodes, we've talked about using tools such as amulets or talismans to enhance your power when practicing your craft. Mm. We've also talked about how we can ask deities to lend us power during rituals or spellcraft as well through honoring them, right? Yes. And working with them. But Is there a way to enhance our powers without using tools or taking from external sources? Well, my dear, the answer is yes. And it's all about sex, baby. Oh, shit. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the the good things, all the bad things that can be. (laughs) So... Today's episode number is 69. I was gonna say, <laughs> is this a topical episode? Oh, your girl, your girl is taking a play out of Holly's book. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, bitch. Do because <laughs> I have the same sense of humor as a pre-pubescent teenager, I thought yeah. to myself, what would be more topical for episode 69 than an episode on sex magic? Fuck yeah. <laughs> right? Literally. <laughs> It figuratively, literally, all of it, buddy. We are getting into it today. <laughs> so, strap in or strap on <laughs> for this wild ride as oh we my cover God. what sex magic is. All right, buddy, take me for a ride then, pal. <laughs> it's good to wet and wild, girl. We, <laughs> you, and I are gonna have too much fun here tonight. <laughs> It's going to be full of audio snippets. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> you, TikTok's about to be banging. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy. So tonight we're going to cover what sex magic is. Do a brief history. And how to incorporate sex magic into your craft as you are today.
0: All righty
1: then. So let's start at the beginning. What is sex magic? Sex magic is not some kinky game. It is not a way to spice up a doll relationship or step up your hookup game in hopes of getting laid during a night out. (laughs) The main focus of sex magic isn't even procreation. Contrary to popular belief, the reason we practice sex magic—that I'm sorry, wasn't me. (laughs) Non-occultists. It's not to impregnate ourselves with the spawn of Satan. Contrary to popular belief. Um, The reason we practice sex magic is that it is another way that we can focus and generate a lot of energy from within, and then focus that energy on manifestation or speaking what we want into existence. Ooh, okay. So basically, we perform sex magic for the same reason you would perform. Any other type of magic, whether that's divination, scrying, uh, using amulets or talismans, anything like that. Sex magic is just this another tool that we can okay. use. Um, the idea of it is using sexual energy or orgasm energy to heighten what what power we already have within okay however when you incorporate sexual energy into your spells you are increasing the intensity of that spell so that's the thing that we're focusing on when we're talking about sex magic is typically the intensity Okay. right so it's like adding gasoline to a fire The fire's already burning and hot, but its intensity is greatly increased when you add gasoline. To some practitioners, an orgasm is the ultimate magical force. Oh, Some believe that orgasms can cleanse the body, produce its own magical energy, and they are vital tools in manifesting your greatest, deepest desires. I think that tracks. Yeah, right? Which makes sense, right? Because I don't know about you, but there's that moment for like... (laughs) A split second, or maybe even five seconds during an orgasm, where like everything around you ceases to exist. (laughs) For a brief moment, there is nothing else except for the actual feeling of what it is yes. you're going through, right? Yeah. So it makes sense why it's like the pinnacle of power or that there's this idea that it creates its own energy or its own magical power. Oh,
0: yeah. Right? I believe it. Totally. And I mean, no.
1: Go ahead. Do it. You can was, always
0: cut it out. I was going to say, some men find the female orgasm <laughs> as believable as magic. <laughs>
1: Girl, you're so right. Like it's so true. Right? I mean, what other way? What better way to fight against the patriarchy than just to orgasm like, as a woman? Right? Oh, man. So, you are able to try any spell casting while using sex magic, right? cuz there's a lot of yes. ideas around like well, how do I use sex magic? Is it only sex rituals? Is it only like specific sex things, love spells, anything related to sex? The answer is no. Sex magic is just a way to enhance whatever spell that you're trying to cast, whatever ritual you're trying to perform. It's like adding a, you know, an energy booster to your booster juice. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Right? Now, it's always important, and we've said this before in other episodes, and we'll say it again, and we'll keep saying it, but... Magic, it always works better when performed on yourself. Yes. That means that if you're trying to use sex magic to spell cast onto someone else, you're playing a dangerous game. Mm-hmm. As with any other type of magic, when you use it on somebody else or when you use it to try and take away somebody's ability to make decisions for themselves or do something for themselves, it's a dangerous game. So just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So Sex magic practitioner Jacqueline Jenkleska writes that sex magic summons energy locked inside of our bodies and uses orgasms as a vehicle to manifest into the physical. And Ooh. it can even harness dreams into walking life. Ooh. Right? Okay. Interesting, right? So as we work through this episode, you might find yourself surprised that you may or may not already be practicing sex magic without even knowing it. Oh, shit. Right? So we'll get into something Holly loves to do, is a little bit of history. <laughs> uh, 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 a little bit of history on sex magic.
0: my language, friend.
1: <laughs> so before we get into how to incorporate sex magic into your craft, let's plunge into a brief history. <laughs> was that a wet joke yeah (laughs) girl I tried to sprinkle as many in here as I possibly could I was living my best life when writing this. I was kind of
0: worried that we were gonna go with your original plan this week. So I'm very happy that,
1: you <laughs> that went I changed with the, it. Yeah. Yeah, this one was a lot more fun, I'll tell you that. I had a great I had a great time <laughs> researching and writing this episode. I had a blast.
0: I'm, I'm honestly borderline
1: jealous. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. And let's just say Alex is going to benefit from a lot of that. <laughs> So, okay.
0: Hold on a second. One second. I'm so sorry. Talking about like energy and stuff. I was just shuffling my tarot cards and I had a card pop out. Yeah. And I just need you to know it was the Empress.
1: Amazing. So. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the <laughs> pinnacle of divine energy. Yeah, baby. Amazing. So, As with many other things that we study here on the podcast and as a cultist, it's nearly impossible to narrow down where sex magic derived from. Right. Yeah. There's no one single source. For example, in Africa, the Middle East, India, and the Pacific Asias, we can find traces and oral traditions that mention sex magic as being a part of their cultures and religions for millennia. Right. Along with being lost to violent histories, many of these texts are also not translated into English and thus never circulated into Western cultures as we know it today. Okay. Yeah. However, as we typically study a lot of Western occultism or Western modern magic because that's where we're from. Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to focus a little bit on more the European and Americas of sex magic. Okay, that tracks. Right? Just put it in as a caveat, just because I don't want it to seem like uh, it's the only thing I ever look up. It's just very difficult to find African texts that have been translated into English that I can read. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, today's history, we're focusing on Western sex magic and how it developed in European and American occultist societies in the last two centuries, roughly. Right? Fuck yeah. I'm here for it. So... The earliest known teaching of sex magic in the Western world comes from 19th century American occultist Pascal Beverly Randolph. He developed one of the most influential systems of sex magic used among Western practitioners. As per his teachings, he believed that the exact moment of climax is the most powerful and intense experience that a human will ever experience in their life. That tracks. Right? Like I said, everything ceased to exist for a moment. (laughs) He believed it was at the moment of climax that the human soul would itself open to the divine realm and divinity itself. So God. So he believed at the moment of climax our souls open to the divine realm and that yeah. god himself could put his power within us at that moment
0: interesting right the seed of god isn't that how jesus was born i think so but mary I'm was just a virgin <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> so <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no. <laughs> who says Mary didn't flick the bean? Correct.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. Self-pleasure is a big thing in self-magic and in sex magic as well. Yeah. Yeah, he Sorry. believed. No, that's okay. He believed that at the moment of climax, our souls would open, right? Mm -hmm. And that any type of divinity, now we speak typically about God in these situations, because that's what most people believed in at the time. Yeah. This God would be able to enrich the souls while we're still in the physical realm. So, Mm -hmm. thus... The center of his belief is that the power of an orgasm could be used to attain various gains, both worldly and spiritually. Mm -hmm. So if you were trying to create any type of manifestation here in the physical world, it would be at the point of climax that you would be able to kind of speak those desires and have the most powerful manifestation spells, but also spiritually, like if you were looking for spiritual guidance, if you were looking to connect with divinity. So a lot of this, when I was reading it, kind of reminded me of what we talked about in your Egyptian episode when we were talking about those temples where people would go to have sex and it would bring them to the pinnacle where they would be closer to the gods and goddesses that the temples were worshipping, right? Yeah. So kind of the same idea. I think it's quite similar ideas, right? Like, you know, you climax in the temple, it opens your soul and you're connecting and giving your, like, spiritual self over to the Mm. gods and goddesses. Do you know what I mean? So interesting. So Randolph insisted... That for sex magic to be the most effective, and this, I think, is quite forward thinking of a man in the early 19th century, but for it to be most effective, that both partners engaged in sex should reach climax at the same time for the magic to be the most potent. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Makes sense. Yeah. So if you are practicing in sex magic that has partnership, that climaxing at the same time would then, it would like you would feed off each other's energies and magnify it again. So he believed that was the most potent way to conduct sex magic, was for both partners to climax at the same time. Interesting. Right? Okay. So his teachings were later passed to many secret societies in Europe, the most famous being the OTO. Yeah. Right? So later on, Randolph's sex magic system became a pillar of the OTO's teaching and was eventually published in 1912 in an obscure German Masonic periodical magazine.
0: Was it? Was it published by Aleister Crowley? No, but we'll get into Mister <laughs> <Alistair> Aleister Crowley. <laughs> oh, because I know he was
1: a purveyor of fine sex magic. Exactly. So, in this periodical. They uh, the publisher announced and the leaders of the OTO announced that, quote, our order possesses the key to which opens up all Masonic and hermetic secrets, namely the teachings of sexual magic. And this teaching explains without exception, all of the secrets of Freemasonry and the systems of religion, which is like a big fucking statement to make. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it is. Later on in the late 19th century, sexual reformist Ida Craddock published several works dealing with the idea and the systems of sacred sexuality. Yeah. Her most notable being Heavenly Bridegrooms and Psychic Wedlock. Yes. So Heavenly Bridegrooms was even reviewed by the famous Aleister Crowley in the pages of his journal, The Equinox. Yes where he said that Heavenly Bridegrooms was one of the most remarkable human documents ever produced, and it should certainly... Find a regular publisher in book form, and that this book is of incalculable value to every student of occult matters. No magic library would be complete without it. I guess we need to find that book, honestly. I suppose. <laughs> right? I am so interested now because I'm like, okay, if this is the pinnacle of magic,
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we need it. If the Alistair Crowley, well, I mean, what, what year was this?
1: <laughs> L- late 19th century. <laughs> Or mid mid to late. (laughs) Uh, He was deep in his sex... (laughs) (laughs) This is like poetry Alistair Crowley.
0: (laughs) Oof. Big oof. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he thought that was worthy of publishing as well, so... Oh,
1: uh, we'll take it with a pinch of salt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So during the mid-20th century, Alistair Crowley became involved in the OTO. So Theodore Roos eventually initiated Crowley into the ninth degree of the OTO and appointed him Sovereign Grand Master General of Ireland, Iona, and the Britons. Yeah. It is said that from its inception, the OTO has included the teachings of sex magic in the highest degrees of the order. So when Crowley became head of the order, he expanded on these teachings. Under his advisory, masturbatory or auto-sexual magic techniques were taught and were referred to as the lesser works of soul. Can we talk about that class, though? Yeah.
0: Because, like, (laughs) I'd take it. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm saying, like, the taught by Aleister Crowley, you know it was just a man. (laughs) Jerkin of off the class, just fucking beating the meat, <laughs> absolutely. And then, and as you see you- what is currently
1: happening here, is the- <laughs> and as you're stroking, you want to take the other hand, reach around, and you're gonna fondle. <laughs>
0: Once you get a finger in there, you will see God. <laughs> incredible jesus himself will descend from heaven what was his um guide's name oh i don't remember it the the (laughs) the egyptian one i I know yeah toph i think or 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 something something like
1: that though Thoth, yeah, thoth, thoth,
0: thoth yeah. will appear to you or a messenger of Thoth will appear to you <laughs> as soon as you enter the chocolate starfish
1: I fucking knew we were gonna have a blast at this episode buddy <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure Crowley took a very hands on approach to his teaching. shut teachings. the fuck
1: <laughs> hands on, mouth on <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. (laughs) Additionally, Uh, heterosexual magical techniques were taught and also anal intercourse magic techniques were taught. As one does with Alger. So as you see here, (laughs) John is lying down and Thoth is coming to him as we speak.
0: Uh, no i'm not gonna say it do it we are so deep (laughs) already. no because i'm visualizing it but i don't think i'll be
1: able to describe it (laughs) oh we are gonna have to put so many warnings on this episode amazing not Uh, for the
0: faint of heart not for your grandparents not for um anyone under the age i would say of 18
1: 21
0: Oh, God. This is certainly not
1: a PG-13 episode. No, it is not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hilarious. So Crowley believed that sex is the supreme magical power of all. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did, as we know. (laughs) So if you don't know, go check out the Aleister Crowley saga, episode two and and three. (laughs) The trilogy. Yeah. (laughs) Episode two and three will really do you some good (laughs) as to understanding our jokes. (laughs)
0: Episode one talks about his poems, I believe. So all three of them. Yeah, just
1: check it all out. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. So Crowley also (laughs) believed that we must learn to give into our sexual instincts. So a passage from one of Crowley's writings states that the shocking evils which we all deplore are principally due to the perversions produced by suppression. The feeling that is shameful and the sense of sin causes concealment, which is ignorable, and internal conflicts, which creates distortion, neurosis, and ends in explosion. So basically, he believes that by... suppressing our sexual appetites that it just leads to deplorable things. When people are sexually repressed, they become angry, they become vile, they take out their sexual frustrations in ways that are non-consenting and not pleasurable for both parties, basically. Sadistic. Yes, if you will. Yes, yes. <laughs> and not in a fun way. <laughs> eh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless that's what you're into. Yeah, no king shaming here. Yeah, consensually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No king-shaming here. <laughs> <laughs> so staying in the mid-20th century, sex magic teaching continued with Maria... I'm so sorry if I mispronounce this, but Maria de Neglauska, who is a Russian occultist, mystic, author, and journalist who wrote and taught about sexual magic and ritualistic practices. Oh. She established okay. and was the head figure of the French occult society known as In English, as the Brotherhood of the Golden Arrow. In 1931, she translated and published many publications and writings from Pascal Randolph on the subject of sexual magic and magic mirrors. Her publication of Randolph's lesser known teachings played a substantial role in Randolph's influence in European magic and the occult. So... Really, he was kind of really well known in like American and I would say like English occult societies. But her writing was like what really brought him to the forefront of European occultism. So German, Mm -hmm. you know, we're talking Germany, Austria, right? France, Italy, Th- like these occult societies. Yeah. She also published a work called La Lumiere du Sex, or in English, The Light of Sex. I was going to say that. Yeah. I knew that-, I knew that. Yeah, you did,
0: bitch. I only knew that because of fucking B- Beauty, and Beauty and the, the Beast. and the Beast. You're like, Lumiere <laughs> means
1: light. I knew that. Du means the. <laughs> I love that. This work became a requirement for all those seeking to be initiated into the brotherhood of the Golden Arrow. They were meant to read it before they were allowed to ever be inducted. She later wrote another sexual magic practice book titled in English The Hanging Mystery. This work details, oh. yeah, this work details more <laughs> advanced sexual magical practices and her teachings about the spiritually transformative power of sex and the practice of erotic ritual hanging and the and other sensory deprivation practices. Okay, are we talking
0: like autoerotic as- asphyxiation, like like hanging as in to die hanging or hanging as in tied up and then suspended? I think these are two
1: different things. I think it might be a little of column A and a little of column B. Oh, okay. I'm not quite sure. To be totally honest, <laughs> I didn't go too into it because I was a little bit afraid of what I was going to find on Google if I wasn't very specific in my search fair <laughs> yes. that is fair <laughs> right I was like I had to be very specific in all of my searches <laughs> like you don't want to have to turn safe
0: search on but like you might have to turn safe search on yeah. <laughs>
1: I didn't want to be like hanging mystery question mark <laughs> erotic ritual hanging question mark (laughs) so i'm not quite sure i think it's a little bit of both i think it has to do with like binding and hanging that way yeah also i mean like suspended yeah suspension that's what i think it might have to do with but it could also be because, like, it had a lot to do with sensory deprivation. So it could also be, like, getting to the point of, like, unconsciousness and climaxing. Or just not being able to breathe. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it could be a little bit of both. Not quite sure. What's <laughs> it called again? It's called, in English, it was called uh, The Hanging Mystery. Just The Hanging Mystery? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: <laughs> Safe search on. <laughs> No, I'm going in safe search off, but I'm going
1: through private tabs. Oh, nice. Incognito, bro. Uh
0: (laughs) The Hanging Mystery Initiation.
1: There you go. That's probably it. Oh, it's got 3.4
0: stars on Goodreads.
1: (laughs) Excellent.
0: (laughs) Nope, doesn't say. Nothing says.
1: Okay. Anyways... Um. Yeah, so it's these few practitioners that are accredited as being the founders of, like, Western sex magic. Okay. But we have a lot more practitioners who are now, f- like, the forefront of modern, like, modernized mm-hmm. sex magic. Typically, a lot of these practitioners are also aligned with feminism or feministic witchcraft or feministic movements yes, and using yeah. sex magic as an empowerment for women, right? Sounds Sounds right. Yep. Yeah. Really cool. So there's so many more people and so many more wonderful practitioners that like if you are interested in sex magic, I would like ten out of ten recommend like looking them up and I mean, fuck, they even have books at like chapters that you can buy. So oh yeah, you know, like it's not difficult to find these. But yeah, so you can you can go to any um any bookstore, Barnes and Noble fucking chapters, indigo, and you can pick up a book about sex magic if you're interested yeah. in modern so these are just a few of the notable occultists that uh were pushing sex magic when it wasn't cool i guess the founders (laughs) yeah the the western founders if you will yeah yeah so now that we know a little bit of history i thought it might be interesting to kind of go over some gods and goddesses connected to sex magic because there is just so many of them right there's a lot there is so many. So here's just a few to mention. So um, there are many other occultists, ancient and modern alike, who have participated in what we know sex magic to be today. But there are also mm-hmm. many deities that have been worshipped throughout time as sex, lust, and love deities around the world. Um,
0: sex god
1: he's a sex, sex god. god da, da, da. Yes. <laughs> Call that Yes. Yes. <laughs> and this this is where we can really see just how culturally rich old sex magic really is. Right? Yes. Right? It's in so many different cultures and religions and texts how
0: uninhibited people used to be yes exactly like sex was celebrated it wasn't a dirty thing that you only did in the bedroom underneath the sheets with the lights off with only was, your partner and you god forbid you do it before you get married no no this yep. was there were sex houses there were brothels like it was celebrated it was yes yeah it was an enjoyable activity for everyone yeah thing, pleasure
1: like. pleasure was not seen as this like gross evil thing thing evil thing no it was like a celebration of the human form and a of, of fertility of pleasure of lust and love and beauty and all sorts of things yes. right yeah so exactly we'll start off with in west africa with it's difficult to say if she was a goddess or a deity or a spirit but she's been referred to as all three and her name is ocean like ocean but o-s-h-u-n ocean okay yep she's believed to be the goddess of love beauty intimacy freshwater wealth and diplomacy nice and she's honored within yoruba based religions in west africa Mm -hmm. typically Cool. in mesopotamia the goddess ishtar was worshipped as the goddess of sex love beauty wine and war
0: hell yeah she was ishtar was the shit
1: Right. Yeah. Um, In Egypt, the god Min was seen as the god of reproduction, love and sexual pleasure. Right. So, again, Ooh. a lot about pleasure when it came to sex. It wasn't just yes. like, like it was babies. Yes, exactly. Procreate. Yes. It's not about like, reproduction. It was about no. pleasure. It was about like falling into those senses. Like it was about deep connection with the partner. Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. So, just very cool. And in many Slavic regions, I believe it's pronounced Yaro, J A R I L O, Yario, but the J is very much like a Y sound. Um, But this is, this, sure, this god is known as the god of fertility, springtime, and even regarded as the god of lust and passion. Yeah. Okay. And then in Japan, now I'm going to say this slow so I can pronounce it properly. It's Dai (laughs) Kokuten. D-A-I-K-O-K-U-T-E-N. D-A-I-K-O-K-U-T-E-N. So this is one of the seven lucky gods and is considered to be the god of prosperity and is often portrayed with a huge phallus. <laughs> Just big dick energy. Yeah. Big dick energy. Uh, uh uh energy.
0: He's fucking slanging. <laughs> slanging that god <guy> dick. <laughs> 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 uh, I was gonna say um he is both uh, what is it? Uh well endowed with money and also
1: penis exactly <laughs> so it's funny that you say that because the idea of prosperity prosperity was also about like fertility and prosperous yes. in many other ways right what prosperity yeah. isn't just seen as oh prosperous in terms of financial gain but prosperity could be prosperous in love prosperous in wealth mm-hmm. prosperous in just having a big old cock you know just well endowed <laughs> all around <laughs> <laughs> Oh, funny. And then lastly, (laughs) in Aztec culture, there are at least eight different gods and goddesses who are related to sex magic just in the Aztec culture. And they're seen as the deities of, get this one, sexual appetite, sexual hunger, sexual longing, lust, sexual misdeeds, sexual desire, homosexuality, beauty, lust, fertility, and so much more. Wow. Yeah. So just so many they, different... They really <laughs> yeah, cover they- all the bases. <laughs> like- yeah, they do. <laughs> We're <laughs> all about covering bases here. They <laughs> <laughs> go
0: all the way.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, so funny. <laughs> so... Now that we've covered the history, what sex magic is, and some deities related to sex magic, how do we practice sex magic? Tell me more. There are many ways that you can practice sex magic, Holly, but the author of Everything You Need to Know About Practicing Sex Magic, Jasmine Gomez, tells us that we should do a few things to prepare ourselves before and after we partake in sex magic. So Ah. first thing we should do, reflect on your intentions. Whatever that might be. So, Mm -hmm. as with any other type of magic, it's always about setting intentions first, right? We always talk about clear your mind, think about what it is you're doing. What do you want? What are you trying to ask to come into fruition or existence, right? So, this is no different. What's your goal here? What What is your goal? What do you want to do? Exactly. Next is cleansing your energy. Because the idea of sex magic is the magic is so potent that comes from sex magic, it's important to cleanse your energy. So, you can do this by breathing exercises. You can burn any type of like herbs or anything you want to, to clean your space out. Mm-hmm. This could be doing maybe a ritual bath before partaking in sex magic to really like physically cleanse yourself, right? But cleanse your energy.
0: <laughs> Enemas before anal sex.
1: <laughs> I fucking knew you were gonna say it. <laughs> okay, wash that bitch out. Uh... <laughs> you
0: never know. Right? <laughs> and you know what? You can <laughs> make that a ritual.
1: Sure. Honestly, you can. Why not? That's the thing is like your craft is all about what you want it to be. So yeah, if you want exactly. to fucking you know do what you gotta do dude right you can go bleach your asshole and call that ritual (laughs) like you know (laughs) whatever it is that makes you feel more comfortable with your body before participating in sex magic do it (laughs) exactly do it yes you want to be comfortable in your own skin so whatever that looks like (laughs) for you do it yes yes (laughs) number this makes number three so much more funny gather your materials (laughs) So that can be sex toys. That can yes. be scented candles, flowers, whatever you're comfortable with. Handcuffs. Yeah. It could be sensual, it could be essential oils. It could be crystals. It could be anything a that you want. Yeah. A partner, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you also may want to change the sheets of your bed to a color associated with the same energy you're chasing, right? Ooh, so for okay. for example, if you're doing an abundance spell, a financial abundance spell, maybe you want green or gold sheets, oh, right? Makes sense, okay. So using color magic, right? Um, The next step you should do is just take a few moments to ground yourself, right? So mm-hmm. you, you know what you want. You get yourself all cleansed. You gather everything you need. You make your space nice. You do what you need to do. You got some nice sheets. Then you just like take a moment for yourself, right? So mm-hmm. if you're doing this with a partner, this could be something like gazing into your partner's eyes to kind of build that intimacy, align your energies, <laughs> You're laughing. Are you picturing just gazing at Michael? You're like, are you ready to lie down on these sheets? We're about to pay this mortgage
0: off, baby. I, I, I am visualizing us both sitting cross-legged <laughs> across from each other, and just like the most intense staring contest no, of your fucking life. It's
1: not a staring contest. It's gazing. It's, I
0: know it's not, but like, and then like your eyes get really wide. And you're like.
1: You're both just butt ass naked. Yeah. The animatoots still all in the butt-eyed at
0: each other. Like. <laughs> <all> amazing, amazing. <laughs> I mean, well, it's like a challenge, like waiting to see who breaks first. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's well, all I could picture. <laughs> Jasmine Gomez also says that you could do some things like if you're doing this solo, you could do some eye gazing with yourself in the mirror if you'd like to. <laughs> Yeah. okay hold on <laughs> holly's out she will not be doing this
0: that reminds me of i want to say it's from uh not hannibal but the one where um like the hello clarice what's that from <laughs>
1: silence of the
0: Lambs. silence of the lambs where he's dancing in the mirror he's like you want to fuck me <laughs> i <suck> me." <laughs>
1: You are bringing some Buffalo (laughs) Bill energy. (laughs) You are fucking. I'd fuck me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, if that helps. Dancing along and staring at himself in the mirror. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, fuck
1: me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so if that helps you get into the mindset fucking do it do it this is the beautiful thing about magic holly if you want to buffalo build the shit out of yourself do it but it might not be for
0: everyone that actually that did happen in that movie right i'm not dreaming that up that's not like a a fever dream
1: Uh, i think (laughs) I don't know if it happened in Silence of the Lambs or if it happened in one of those like scary movie spin offs (laughs) where it happened, but I know the moment you're talking about and that moment exists. I just don't know in what movie. I gotta Google it.
0: Okay, it's too good. For me to be wrong, I would be so
1: sad. (laughs) <laughs> incredible yeah this episode is not for the faint of heart this is- yes okay if you expected anything less on episode 69 from us you did not listen to the other 68 fucking episodes we've put out
0: <laughs> yes Buffalo Bill yeah yeah excellent it also happened in Clerks and that was also yes <laughs> I
1: yeah <laughs> oh fuck me that's so funny <laughs> Okay. So, uh, eye gazing in any form is off the table for Holly. But it's a no for me, dog. <laughs> ground yourself maybe another way. <laughs> Whatever that looks like, my dude. Get ready for the dick you're about to take. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, I am oh, this is blasphemy at this point. Oh, <laughs> uh, butchering. Okay. Finally, finally okay, he's rolling over in his grave. God, he's like, I'm making a fucking joke of my life's work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> finally, you're ready to perform the ritual. Once you ground yourself, you're good. You can perform. Every ritual will be very unique to you and whatever your intentions and desires are. Remember that your ritual does not have to end in an orgasm.
0: Yes. So it never has to
1: end in orgasm. Your session can end when you feel the energy naturally starting to wind down or when you fully explored all of your intentions. (laughs) you like that or or (laughs) or explored your partner's intentions (laughs) or just once you start getting too sensitive you know yes yeah (laughs) Yeah. you might be like this is a lot i gotta try this again tomorrow yeah Yeah. you know what (laughs) why is it starting to hurt (laughs) (laughs) this is not pleasurable anymore it's just raw the mood is over (laughs) okay rose i'm done with you (laughs) Amazing. Oh, man. (laughs) So once you're done, take the time you need to come down from the experience. Um, some ways you can do that include snuggling under soft blankets or journaling about your experience, right? Okay. okay. So these are just general guidelines on before and after care for sex rituals. But also in, an, in a 2019 installment of Practical Magic, Lisa Stardust explains techniques for sex magic that everyone can use to help you in the beginning stages of exploring sex magic. All of the methods we're going to talk about can be used in partnership or in solo sex rituals okay right okay so these are just a few things to get you started if you're like i'm interested in sex magic but i have no fucking idea where to start so one is the art of visualization you've set your intentions you're good to go now it's time to like actually visualize what it is that you want to come into fruition right okay so since we're focusing on magic you can focus on envisioning the goal you have in mind throughout the whole process what is it that you are setting your intentions on what are you focusing on if that is money then try and think about like what it would take for you to get to that money or what it would look like once you had it or all of the things that you would do once you had it what your life would look like try envisioning those things During the ritual. Yeah. The next thing is you can charge your sex toys, right? In the same way that we charge water, we charge other divination tools. If you want to charge your sex toys under the moon, fucking do it. You know what I mean? If you want to put them near your crystals so that you can have that charged. The other thing is is that there are companies nowadays that actually make sex toys from different types of crystals.
0: Yes. Right? They
1: do. So yep. if you're interested in something like that and using sex toys that are particularly charged with one type of energy, take a look into those. That can actually yeah. that can help enhance your your ritual. And again, that can be used with a partner or in solo sessions, right? Yep. Um we talked about it earlier but color magic. Color magic can help elevate anything that you're doing so again if you're going to perform any type of sex magic ritual think about what sheets are on your bed maybe Mm -hmm. that could also be lighting candles in the room that you're in that represent the color of whatever your intention is right Mm mm-hmm so, using color magic to help you. Another thing that some people use is sigil carving or rune carving. So you can oh. carve sigils or runes into candles that you can then. Oh, okay, that was taking that I in my mind. Don't carve them into each other <laughs> <laughs> too far. Carve them into my the wax candles. I went a completely different direction, <laughs> bro. We said Buffalo Bill once, and this became a totally new podcast. <laughs> and no don't carve them into each other carve them into candles (laughs) or you can Uh, even just write them on paper and leave the paper around right okay okay um you can set up (laughs) you can set up a sex ritual space if you'd like. So again, like we use altars for many other things, you can set up almost like an altar space where you would perform your sex magic.
0: I'm almost sorry to derail. Again, no, you're good. But you can always buy like flat sheets, like just single sheets from Walmart or wherever. Yeah. And you can lay that on top of your bed and get it on on top of that, right? So you can buy just the flat sheet in different colors if you don't want to change your whole bedding, bedding aesthetic. I know yes. I know you you have an aesthetic to your bedroom, so I would <laughs> what? Imagine that you wouldn't want to change your sheets just for one night. Yeah. But if you could just get a sheet and lay it out, why not, why not also get a sheet and draw whatever your symbol or sigil that you want onto that sheet and then on the symbol.
1: Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. Or another thing I saw that was really cool is a lot of people use their headboards as altar oh, spaces. Yeah. And then once they're done, they clean it off. That tracks. So adorning, adorning your bed or the area or wherever it is that you are going to partake in having sex. Yeah. Wherever that is, adorning that area, and then once you're done, you can put it away. Right.
0: Just like scattering rose petals around.
1: Yeah, it could be anything, right? Or even if you're, even if you're like, say, pleasuring yourself, and you wanted to do it, say, in a bath, right? Adorning the bathtub with essential oils or petals or any type of, like, fresh herbs or fruits or anything to put in the bath with you, yeah, right? Like, it could be anything like that, right? I think sometimes sex magic is seen as, like, I think maybe society has, like, (laughs) pounded it into us that... (laughs) That sex is like dirty and we're not supposed to talk about it we're not supposed to be open about it and it's not meant to be this beautiful thing it's very like primal it's very like you know you get in there you get the job done and then you're done with it whereas like i think in witchcraft and especially in sex magic there is a lot more intimacy involved in sex right it's about like you know preparing your body right taking care of your body before you know adorning a space that makes you feel comfortable and makes you feel like okay with who you are and where you are and, and like i said just comfortable in your own skin right yeah, yeah that's totally and, yeah and like i don't know like it, there's also this other element about being honest and open and communicating with your partner if you are engaging in partnership sex magic mm-hmm. right being open and honest and experiencing this with them right like You cannot tell me that you go through like a sex ritual with your partner and you're not feeling more connected to them by the end of it. No, exactly. Right. So it's like it is quite like after reading about a lot of this, I found that it was very like intimate, like quite intimate. Right. And um, lastly, sex magic for celibate witches and participants. Again, if you aren't sexually active, you can still join in on the fun. Sex magic is mostly about taking back your power and using it for good. Mm-hmm. Although this is like a lifelong journey, there is like power and strength in rediscovering yourself, rediscovering yeah. who you are, and you don't need to rush into anything that you're not ready for, right? No, exactly. So you can still practice sex magic as a way to understand your own own body, understand what it is you like, what you don't like what your wants are, what your wants aren't. Like Mm -hmm. self-discovery is very much a part of sex magic. These things don't need to be done in partnership. It's funner if they are though. It is. (laughs) Yeah. But
0: it's not necessary. It isn't. Right.
1: But yeah. So it's just different strokes for different folks. It's true. (laughs) It's true. And the thing is, is, let's say you're in a relationship with somebody who maybe isn't as sexually open as you are or isn't open to talking about, anything that has to do with like other than just like that very primal almost animalistic side of sex like Mm -hmm. if you you have a partner who isn't into intimacy and you are looking for more intimacy you can give yourself intimacy Mm -hmm. right this is right it's all about self-discovery or if you're very early on in sex like i don't know about you but like my family was like quite closed off to talking about sex Mm-hmm. And so I found out at a very young age what sex was. And for a long time, I thought it was just meant to be very painful for oh. for women. Okay. And it wasn't until I became, until I was with the partner I'm with now, where yeah. I felt comfortable talking to him about, mm-hmm. okay, that doesn't feel great. That and you know, and he was so receptive and being like, okay, like, well, let's figure this out. How does that feel? How does this feel? Is that okay? Is it, you know? And if you don't have a partner that supports you in making you feel comfortable with communicating during sex, it can be quite difficult to understand what pleasure is in terms of sex. Well, exactly. Right. So. Yeah, it's all about it's all about discovering who you are. It's all about taking your power back and it's all about like intimacy and being divine, babe, cuz you deserve it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and just as a caveat to all of this, you know, we talked a lot about sex and we had a lot of fun with this and we laughed and we goofed, but truly, do not do things that you are not ready to do. Don't allow other people to force you to do things that you are not ready and not comfortable with doing yep as a caveat to all of this sex stuff consent 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 mm-hmm. you have to like consent is so fucking important and nothing just... sexier than consent exactly damn it. exactly all participants need to be willing all participants need to be able to give consent and as a reminder consent can be taken away at any point during sex correct right so yep just because you start something and maybe it's gone farther than you'd like it to go doesn't mean you have to continue doing it so sex Mm -hmm. magic and witchcraft in itself is all about self-power it is all about self-understanding and just because holly and i laugh and we goof and we have a good time with this and we make sex puns
0: (laughs) (laughs) the humor of two 13 year old boys yes (laughs)
1: that's what i said prepubescent teenagers (laughs) yeah so we have a funny sense of humor but like don't for a second take it as us thinking that you should just get into something if you're not comfortable with it
0: don't do it oh no yeah as we've said before don't do anything you're not comfortable with whether it be sex or magic or deity worship or whatever the fuck Yep. It's 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 you, boo. Yeah. It's all on you. It's you all do on what you. It makes it comfortable for you. Yeah, so.
1: exactly. So, yeah. And with that, that is um, that's the end of what I have for you today with sex magic. Well, that was you the know? climax. <laughs> if you that was my aftercare. Did you like my aftercare? Uh, uh, in terms of ho- uh,
0: bases, that was a home run, my friend. Thank you. <laughs>
1: Yes, I got a home run with Holly. I'm telling Back all to my being friends, thirteen-year-old boys, <laughs> yeah. in a typical, <laughs> typical fashion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I hope you enjoyed
0: it. Yeah, it was fabulous. Thank you. You're I, my cheeks
1: hurt. <laughs> I know. Same. I could feel like my throat, like laughing, course. You know. <laughs> yeah. Because at some points in this episode, I was fucking cackling i don't envy you editing this episode (laughs) because there are some Uh, points where you and i are just fucking dying (laughs) hilarious oh man but yeah i'm glad you enjoyed it i had a great time researching it i had a great time writing it there i'll link all of the sources in our show notes but please go on and take a look um especially towards the end there how to practice sex magic and the tips for pre and after care um two amazing articles by two am- amazing authors so go check out their full articles cuz i just took little snippets here and there from them so if you want okay. more information go on and check their articles cuz they were awesome yeah yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a fabulous episode. Thank, Thanks, Thank dude. you
1: so much. You're so welcome. I aim to please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as promised, in every episode, we are going to ask you for your spooky stories. Um, Send them in. Yeah. Like we said before, it can be an urban legend. It can be your spooky story. It can be somebody else's spooky story. It could be a ghost story that you were told around a campfire as a fucking kid. At this point, don't care. Send them. Yeah. And if you don't have a story, uh, maybe leave us a review instead. You know,
0: there's places to do that. (laughs) So many. So many. So figure it out, (laughs) please. I beg of you. You got this. If you were able to say this so nicely. Please figure it out.
1: <laughs> that is, it is true. That is your nice voice. It was. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate you. We love you. Um, enjoy these. Having... Yes. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy having CX <laughs> with yourself or not
0: having sex or with that others. Is cool too.
1: Consent. Okay. Love y'all. Stay spooky. Bye.